You are listening to Two Jerks, One Vote, the inaccurately named Jerkatorium Song Fight Review Podcast, and we're reviewing the songs competing in the Thin Air Song Fight. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Chumpy, and this is the Jerk. Hi. Now here's how this thing works. We've won some fights enough that we think we know our stuff. We'll listen to your submission, subjected to our praise and our derision. I know that sounds unfair. But you're not obliged to care Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight And yes, I'm talking to you Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight Deep down inside you know that it's true Most of these bands are gonna lose When the song fight is done and your band's won And by your band's won, I don't mean your band's won With bands being a contraction of band has and won me in the past tense of I am recording. Do we want to talk any, uh, do a little bit of a debriefing from the last song fight? I feel like we should. Yeah. Yeah. We, we predicted that this would happen. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised that it wasn't by a larger margin because I thought that Glenny's songs were the best of the fight. And, uh, but he only, you know, won by a one vote margin, which means if I understand it right, the aggregate of all three songs got a total of 14 votes. Right. So maybe people decided to not vote for more than one of his songs, uh, when they voted for his songs, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I, I realize that there are a lot of people who limit their votes to just two songs. And that might have been a part of it. Maybe. And it's impossible to know what the breakdown was between the three songs. Yeah. Just the way the software works. So. Yeah. Yeah. I but, assume uh, that my favorite of the three was the one that really put him over the edge. Yeah. And I'm, I'm confident that you're totally wrong about it. And that was my <laughs> favorite. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, no, it turned uh, turned out exactly as predicted. And uh it looks like the song, the, the excuse me, the fight master is going to be taking some steps to get in the way of that, which is fine. Right. So he went back and edited people's wins and loss percentages who had who had benefited from this. Yeah, which is key because we all judge the, the everybody based on the win percent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> I care. I care. And, you know, if he's going to go back and fix things, I sort of wish that he would fix a prayer for pancakes and That's... also a prayer for Texas. It's funny that both of these prayer fights are screwed up. Yeah, well, but prayer for pancakes, wasn't that the thing where everybody won? That is the thing where everybody won. Uh Basically, there was the show called Attack of the Show, where I think it was Leo Laporte and that kid who founded Dig. Uh, he's probably an old guy now. Time has passed. Mm -hmm. But they had the show where uh, Spud and JB, they went on the show and they talked a little bit about song fight. And then they had 30 minutes to prepare a song for Prayer for Pancakes. And then they performed it at the end of the show. Huh. And a lot of people played along at home, so everybody who entered in that fight apparently had 30 minutes to compose a song for Prayer for Pancakes. Wow. And the reason I know about this, or this is in the front of my memory, is because uh, Marcus Kellis and Johnny Cashpoint both were in Prayer for Pancakes, and they team up on a song this fight. Okay. All and right. uh, also in thinking about Pig Farmer Jr., there's the Prayer for Texas or Pray for Texas fight. Oh, which is that. very similar in that everybody who participated won. And since it was just Pig Farmer and another competitor, they both won since you could only you have to vote for two songs and they were the only two contestants, so naturally it was a tie. Yeah. But I think I think Prayer for Pancakes in particular it was a, a it was a conscious decision by the fight master to grant that win to everybody. Yes. Bud and yeah. JB they voted for everybody. So that's why everybody has two votes. Yeah. And that's, and you know, so that's its own thing. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, yeah. Well, I don't know how to put it. But. This is a little bit inside baseball, but if you go on the boards, you know, people had mentioned to Spud that they thought it was a, 
it was should not be included in the main fights page. They considered it more of a side fight. Yeah. And Spud said, okay, yeah, I agree, and I'll I'll move it, but he never did. That's that that yeah, that's that's fair enough. On the other hand, though, it's it's kind of hard to care unless you're you're really intent on stripping away uh, one win from a bunch of people. I am, and... I am. That is exactly <laughs> my motivation. I really don't okay. think Johnny Cashpoint and Marcus <laughs> Kellis deserve that win. Okay. So yeah, well, I mean, th- I have petty reasons for wanting this to go away. Yeah, well, but they did submit a song after 30 minutes. You know, you could also argue that hell, anybody who can do that is uh, is worthy of of you know putting it. I I, I haven't listened All right, to the song I'll, that they submitted. I'll ruminate gonna, on that. Yeah, I'm not going to argue on it. I'm I'm just thinking more more and more that it kind of doesn't care. I, I think about Lunghead's recent comment. That you know, song fight is mostly a community, and it's not stats. It's just the it's kind of, I think the, the geek kickback that is like, you no, know, we got to think about numbers. We got to think about people's uh, percentages. We got to think about, you know, wins versus losses. I can't remember if I listened to the prayer for pancakes, but if it took just thirty minutes for people to put in songs, they're probably mostly garbage. Mostly. I, I, and that, that's that's a very judgmental thing to say, and a, a, just a bald faced assumption. Because I haven't actually heard the songs, but you know, thirty minutes. What can you do in thirty minutes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's oh. amazing that the fight is actually chock full of people. Just off the top of my head, I remember Glenn Case is on there, so oh, wow. some prominent song fighters are on there. And you know, that was back in two thousand three, I think, when song fight was very much a thing. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll have to go back and listen to that then. And uh, and I'll, I'll I'll grit my teeth through these terrible terrible songs. <laughs> so, again, assumption on my part, but uh, all but, right, yeah, we'll see. Speaking of terrible songs, let's talk about BSS's track. Wait, 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 wait! I got one more thing to talk about. All right, okay, go ahead. And the, the, something came up in the boards about people voting or not voting for their own songs, and and there's like a bunch of people kind of you know, righteously saying, Oh, I never vote for my own song. What I didn't, I, they don't sound exactly like that. I'm just assuming (laughs) (laughs) in my mind, they sound like that. Yeah. And that's fine. You know that, and that's perfectly fine. I don't think there's any more or any less value in somebody voting or not voting for their own song. Um, the thing that I think, you know, when I do this, you know, I vote for lots of songs in every fight. And I think that, if your song is one of the best songs, then you should vote for your own song. You know, it's like what you're doing is you're voting for the songs you like. You're voting for the songs that you think are good songs. If you don't think your your song is a good song, then don't vote for it. If you think you're one of the best of the fight, then definitely, definitely vote for it. If you don't think you're one of the best of the fight, then up your game. Right. Yeah. So So, uh, I have a different feeling about voting for yourself. I mean, there was this one time we came up one vote short of tying for first, and I had forgotten to vote in that fight. And uh, I I remember how it made me feel, and that was not good. (laughs) Wow, okay. All right. This is all about me and how I feel. I don't want to know which fight that was. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else you uh, you want to blather about before we get to the fights or to I the songs? I can't think of anything. No. Okay. Right. So first up is BSS. <laughs> start off or do you want to start off um i'll go with what i've written here so glennie is singing on this track this time around and what strikes me about this is glennie is everywhere he had three songs last fight he's on a berkeley social scene song this time he's like playing bass and singing and he's also on a track with uh i think a family member in the philipsis band philipso that's it yeah so that's that's pretty amazing. He's just he's he's extremely prolific and he's just like on a torrent of creativity lately. So the things that stood out to me about this track is for one thing, it's cool that in the 
in the song fight forums when they post the lyrics. They people have recently been posting who plays what instruments, and that's cool. So that's how I know that Lunkhead was playing guitar on this track, and huh. the guitar solo on this really st stood out for me. It has this sort of soaring melodic guitar lead, and uh, it just lights up the track. And that was one of my favorite parts about the song. And it was interesting to note that it was played by Lunkhead. I would have given Glenny credit for that had I not known. Um, Lunkhead's a good guitar player. I, yeah, he I really is. Him, I remember him actually playing something that he played uh, guitar on live during last year's uh, Song Fight Live. I was like, holy crap, that guy can shred. He was, he was really, you know, he did a guitar solo. And I was like, god damn. Lunkhead is better than me on guitar. God damn it. <laughs> I think we have to uh, accept that Lunkhead is probably better at us than at everything. Yeah, yeah. But That's anyway, cool. so uh, and Ken and Glenny are playing. Uh, Ken's on drums and Glenny's on bass. And they are just super tight. They're yeah. like they're they're like locked in on the rhythm section. Um, I really like this BSS track. Um, I thought it thought it was pretty great. It's one of the best I've heard in recent memory. I, I thought it had a great melody, great vocals, uh, really, really good, uh, really good work by Glenny, and it kind of, kind of reminded me of Badfinger a little bit, you know, just how, how very, very catchy the verses were. The chorus not as catchy as the verses. Uh, it's a good bridge and a good guitar solo. I like the song a lot, a lot. Uh, if the chorus was as catchy as the verses, I might even like have it uh, as a download. I might put it on my you know iPod or something. But as it is, it'll have to make do with with you know an eager vote for from me. Uh, it's uh, it's just got you know amazing verses, subpar chorus. And and what is it with uh, Berkeley social scene and choruses lately? I mean, come on guys, do do a second draft. You know, the chorus in this song is not catchy. It's not something that you're going to hum afterwards. You know, the verses, yes, amazing, amazing verses. The chorus needs another go. Yeah. Choruses so. are hard, man. That's just how it is. You got to work yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah. Workshop them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, this, this song definitely gets my vote as well. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So next we're moving on to Bob and the Boggles. She's got me walking on. And uh, my notes say that, like, I guess I, I noted how he built the song. Like, it starts out with drums and guitar and, like, a wood block. And then um, as it goes, it adds some backing vocals. And then, then there's a chorus where he brings in, which I think are, is a harmonica and a melodica. And then, you know, there's some multi-track gang vocals on the chorus. And then so it builds to something, and then it sort of peters out. And at the end, there's this Rhodes that plays a note and a an accord maybe and it sounds interesting like it's going to leap into another part of the song or maybe another song and then it just doesn't so i feel like there are the elements of a good song here but it feels more like an exercise than a fully fleshed out idea um and there's like the there's some imprecise timing on some guitar notes that make it sound quirky and kind of interesting and i like the way that the instruments sort of work together but there needs to be a lot more meat on the bone, I think, before I vote for something like this. Oh, okay. All right. I've, I've, it, this kind of reminded me of uh, their previous submission. Um, I thought it was another good, charming, laid-back track uh, from Bob and the Boggles. Uh, I, I really like that, ex that uh, extra percussion sound, the, the wood block. Um, that was just a nice little, little touch that kind of, you know, get to me. Uh, the backing vocals could use some work. Um, and, uh, and again, I'd, I'd love to hear this vocalist sing something with a little more energy and tempo and oomph. But, you know, having said that, that might just not be his thing. Right. You know, it's like, I'm not going to ask. Elliot Smith to to sing an ACDC song, so <laughs> maybe I shouldn't just you know wait for this guy to to come up with a you know a, a growly disco tune or something. But yeah, so no, I'm 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 definitely voting for this one. It was uh, is it's not something I'm going to download and listen to a lot, but it was uh, I thought it was a good song. 
So, and, and, you know, I'm voting for, for lots of songs, this fight too. And I, I don't want to take that away from Bob and the Boggles. It's just me kind of explaining. Yeah. Well, I, I you and I vote differently. So right. I'm also yeah. voting for a lot of songs, this fight as well. This is a good, really good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Right. Gasm's up next. Gasm. It's like a trash can fire at Walmart. I know I didn't start it, and I'm not the target market. But I'm happy enough just to let it burn. Burn down like, when is it my turn? Average and bragging, barely adequate. Hate the fame, and yet everybody grabbing at it. Like me, so, like uh, this, and like the first thing I noticed about the song is wow, the, these drums sound really good. This is a good recording. And then I hear Small Town Mike's voice, and I know, I know that at some point soon in the chorus, I'm going to hear backing vocals that go, whoa, oh. <laughs> and I wait for it, and I wait for it, and I am not disappointed. I am not disappointed. The, the, the trademark Small Town Mike backing vocals are there. And this is, you know, this is all the great stuff that I've come to expect from him and, like, acts like Flaming Tiger. Except this is a fully formed three-minute-plus song. How awesome is that? Um, yeah. I wonder yeah. if he worked with THC on this one. Uh, it's got that pro-style polish that THC brings. The guitar solo's great. And I really love the bridge. There's, like, this breathe-in bridge. And... Like on his vocals, there's this really cool delay and reverb sound. I'm like, it just sounds really cool. I love this song. This is great. Like, I like all of Small Town Mike's stuff, but I'm sometimes disappointed when it leaves me hanging. Like, after like one verse and one chorus, and the dude is out. Yeah. But uh, this time, we got a fully, fully formed song. So, um, two thumbs up. Yeah. I know in a previous review that I had uh, said, you know, that the, one of the things that would have improved one of their previous songs is a, is a you know, uh, a rock and guitar solo. And like maybe not small time, uh, small time, small <laughs> town, Mike, uh, or somebody said, oh, yeah, we, we, I just couldn't or I didn't know how or something like that. Maybe he was just being uh, modest. But like this one makes up for all of that. This is really, really something else. This guitar solo is just ripping. My, my notes where I wrote down that, you know, the, the rhymes are dense in this one. Yeah, that's kind and of his trademark. Yeah, really impressive. Really impressive. It's like really extraordinary. Yeah, it's sort of um, like almost hip-hop influenced in the density of the rhymes. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I like the phaser on the guitar in that one section. And then um, the blistering guitar solo, of course. Uh, and the song itself is is perfectly fine, uh, but you know, despite that, it isn't it isn't really catchy. You aren't humming it after the song's over. Uh, you know, you're just kind of left with the memory of of this, these bewilderingly dense rhymes and the awesome guitar work, um, and you know, the the thought that you're happy enough to listen to it again. So it's it's just a reliably great, uh, and he's got that charismatic singing voice that that I love hearing. So yeah, I loved this song. It was a yeah. great, great, great song. Awesome, yeah. and uh, we're not doing the um, the bios uh, this time around. But I know. Let's see. So it's Small Town Mike and Flaming Tiger and Gasm, and there. I, I want to say there's there's like at least a few more uh, that he he records under. Yeah, Gasm is relatively a new thing. So um, I think Flaming Tiger was a collaboration with a friend of his at work. So Gasm may be another collaboration with somebody else he knows. Um, okay. But they had another track. They had a track a couple fights ago that was pretty good and also pretty long and fleshed out. Uh, so this is so Gasm is a relatively new thing. Uh, yeah. Do you know what the the name that they did it under a few fights ago? Uh, let me look it up. It was Gasm, but let me see which oh, okay. fight it was. Uh, you stopped fighting, which was oh, okay. from April of this year. Uh, April of this year. Huh. I was. I totally missed that fight. I don't think I listened to anything in this fight. I don't know what I was doing, but I was not paying attention to song fight. I I I probably listened to it, but I'm you know it, it might have been one of those you know thirty second songs or something that uh, that is like wow that's good. Wish it was longer. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll prove. I'll go listen to it again and prove myself wrong. Two minutes fifty four seconds on their previous wow. Gasm track. So yeah, fully fleshed out. Wow. So maybe uh, this 
flaming tiger guy that he uh he, he works with is just a really bad influence it's like <laughs> uh can't be bothered it's, you know 30 seconds is plenty of time yeah. <laughs> all right i think we're I both know. gonna vote for that one obviously yeah yeah definitely all right all right next we have jmdtt featuring colin cunningham Something tells me something's wrong I haven't left here in so long If I should leave I wouldn't know What to say or where to go Um, I, I did a little bit of research to try to figure out who JMDTT is, and there's a SoundCloud artist with a similar name, but all of his stuff seems to be in Portuguese with various artists, so I'm not sure if that's them or not. But uh, on a historical note, Colin Cunningham, aka Narbotic, was the original fight master back when Songfight existed on the Dumbrella message boards, like way back in the dawn of time around 2001. And this track uh, allegedly has Narbotic singing on it, which I believe, because I went back and I listened to the original sort of garage-a-billy themed Golf Punk Drives a Cadillac, Uh which is, you know, the song fight fight number one, um, which oddly he did not win for. um, And the vocals are pretty similar. So uh, I agree that this is Colin Cunningham. Oh, okay. Also, he's, he's in the band name. (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know yeah so that's also a good clue (laughs) i don't know why i was dubious like yeah 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 i kind of like this song i mean it was it was a little moody it was a little emo maybe it was like ethereal sounding uh and uh, there's the drum machine is, is just objectively just terrible uh, but they, he did have like this judicious and balanced use of it. So that, that kind of definitely mitigated my, my dislike of the drum machine. Um, it's a good song. Uh, didn't stick with me, but it just kind of like, I, I, when I was listening to it, I was thinking the music video for this song would be like some guy walking around in the overcast all mopey. Right, right. I liked it. The theme, I think, is isolation. So it is mopey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I liked it, and uh, I kind of looked forward to it when I was listening to the list of songs again. It's not my style, but you know, I liked it enough, so I'm voting for it. Yeah. That's funny. I have the word ethereal also in my notes. So, I mean, musically, I think it has a cool, chill sound to it. And I like the way that some of the synth notes seem to have been cut and pasted. So mm-hmm. they have this like pop that you can hear when like zero crossings and the waves don't match. So you mm-hmm. can kind of tell it's a cut and pasted effect. I think it sounds really cool. Um, Colin's double tracked like panned hard pan vocals sound pretty cool too. Except, you know, he, he sounds like he's on barbiturates a little bit. But that's a, uh, I guess that goes with the whole feeling of isolation that the song is trying to evoke. I thought the lyrics were interesting too. Like there's this line. Air is thin within my cave. I've been rebreathing it for days, which sounds mm. interesting. And yeah. then there's always safer here inside. It's best to watch and not to try. So I don't know. I, I appreciate sort of the effort that went into the lyrics and the effect he was going for. Yeah. yeah. Even though I, I, you know, I'm probably not going to listen to it every day. I sort of like more upbeat music, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was a, it was an interesting and, and a good effort. Yeah. Gets a vote from me. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to Johnny Cashpoint. Yeah, Johnny Cashpoint and Marcus Kellis. So I didn't know much about Marcus Kellis. So I did a little bit of research. He was a song fighter who was most active in the, what I'm calling the golden era of song fight, 2003 to 2004. Uh, he had an entry as recently as 2013. Hmm. Uh, I've listened to a few songs from his back catalog, and they're mostly G&G live recordings. 
there's this track of his called Birthdays and Breakups. I don't know if you remember that fight, but it has a, a sort of a Daniel Johnston type quality to it. Better recording with less charm, but you know, in that kind of Daniel Johnston sort of style. Okay. So something I noted that he is in common with Johnny Cashpoint is that they were both active at roughly the same time. Uh, they were both in Prayer for Pancakes. And uh, he popped up again in the Square States fight just recently, and he played some uh, guitar and backing vocals on a rectum track. So he looks like he's coming back, which is cool. It's always nice to see old folks come back and play again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I tried to make sense of the lyrics about this. So the, so the song title's Thin Air, but this is about Thin Air, flight AY815, which is a, a flight apparently from Stockholm to, to Helsinki. I have really no idea what this is about. There's a reference to Tuka, who I assume is Tuka Rask, a famous Finnish hockey player. Uh, but I don't know. So I spent about 15 or 20 minutes trying to figure out what this song about was about. I feel like I waste my time a little bit. I, <laughs> I, I have no clue. Um, yeah. Musically, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like it either. I just kind of felt like meh. I'm, I'm a little bit like I'm a little bit upset that I tried to find meaning in the song and couldn't. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. I think Tuka is not not a terribly uncommon Finnish name. Oh. So it could <laughs> so be maybe. that, yeah, it could yeah. be the, the only famous Tuka is is a, that hockey player or something like that. But I, yeah, I kind of just assumed that it was a more personal connection or something like he knows somebody named Tuka and he he resents the airline because it took him away from him or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not We're sure. probably not to know what this is about. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not fine. <laughs> I spent 15 minutes trying to figure it out, Ryan. I want those minutes back. Yeah. I spent like, well, I spent, I got to say, like, I spent like three minutes listening to the song and I want those three minutes back. <laughs> I, but here, I mean, l listen, uh, Johnny Cashpoint is sort of his own, you know, his own thing. I mean, I mean, it, it's remarkable. You know, he's been submitting to song fight for at least 15 years and he has remained perfectly consistent that whole time. Like if you if you listen to Jerkatorium stuff, if you listen to our stuff like from three years ago when we were starting out, that that stuff is rough. You know, we've come a long, long way in three years. But Johnny Cashpoint sounds exactly the same as he did 15 years ago. You know, he has not improved one iota. You know, the same unlistenable, constipated, sneery talk singing, the same awful production, the same complete absence of any mastering. You know, and I appreciate that he's, he's remained true to his art. Uh, <laughs> and by that, I mean, you know, his total disinterest in creating anything that anybody could possibly enjoy. You know, he's, he's it's like like tunefulness is his kryptonite, you know, or like like quality is to him as as, as sun is to vampires. You know, his entire output is, is just garbage. And he, I know he gets respect because he's been at it forever, but it's you know, it's trash. Uh, this is and this song is no different than anything that he's done before. Uh, it's like and I'm listening to like the, the backing vocals, which I usually appreciate, but like everybody is, you know, every track is the same note except for one. And the, the one that's a harmony track is like way, way, way in the background. So you can barely hear it. And I'm like, what, 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 what's going on here? He's just doing this specifically to annoy. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't stand it. Wow. So I guess that's how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's, it's his art. It's his thing. So, uh, and I'm not going to try and compromise the integrity of his mission by voting for him. You know, I wouldn't want to risk stealing <laughs> another loss away from him. I, I kind of just assume that he thinks that uh, every vote that he gets is like a slap, you know. So uh, it's it just just awful. As as usual. Yeah. Like, I mean, would it kill him to pander a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. But that's his thing. It's like, I don't think I don't think he wants to win. If he wanted to win, he would do something to improve. He would improve his vocals. He would improve his production. But again, absolutely perfectly consistent for the past 15 years. No improvement whatsoever. All right. Well, I, I he's not earning my vote either on this one. So, yeah, I'm sure that makes him happy. Yeah. Moving on, we got Paco Del Stinko. 
stink. This is entry 204 for Paco, and uh, this entry is also number 203 for Berkeley Social Scene, so he retains his one fight lead in this contest. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he's conscious of that. I'm also, sure also, he is. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's why he's back, is he realizes that BSS was about to catch him. So, it's on, and Paco is, you know, he's not going to go quietly into the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- I, I love this song. I, I did awesome, too. Awesome start to finish. Yeah, my my notes say that it sounds like a theme to a monster movie. Uh, I like I like Paco's like slightly compressed and distorted filtered vocals, which makes it really uh, the the compression makes it so you can really hear his breath noises or his breathing noises, which is appropriate since the song is all about breathing. Yeah. Uh, oh man, some scorching guitar licks, like oh, yeah. part of it, just tasty and like nicely just put right where they need to be in the song. The song's got this spooky sort of feel. Um, I'm glad people post the lyrics because at one point I heard the line, "All I see is the Cinnabon," <laughs> uh, which uh, you know, which I feel like maybe the monsters at the mall. But the lyrics, it's "All I see is sin upon sin," so it's not Cinnabon. But uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, I heard Cinnabon too. But that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And occasionally, you know, when 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 Jerkatorium's doing something, and it's like it's like, oh, the uh, the phrasing of this makes it sound like something different. You know, I'll bounce it back to you, and I'll say, listen, you know, I know what you're saying and everything, but everybody's gonna hear blah blah blah. So we gotta, yeah, yeah, we gotta, can't have the song be about the Cinnabon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, my I only had like one minor, you know, petty criticism. It's still, you know, my, my favorite song of the fight, uh, but. The minor petty criticism I have is that I'm not into that phrasing. The, the you know thin air is what I feel around you. And again, very minor, very petty, but it's awkward phrasing. And I know it's forced into that phrasing to feature the the thin air title. Right. You know, it's like there's often enough poets do that sort of thing where they they need to get that rhyming word at the at the end, or they want to feature something at the beginning. So what they do is they shuffle around the natural kind of conversational order of lyrics in order to do these gymnastics to try and get it to to phrase how you want it but it's still you know awkward phrasing nobody says thin air is what i feel around you you know they'll say something like when i'm around you the air seems thin or something like that or they'll say they'll they'll, they it's just just weird uh and again very minor very petty did not prevent me from uh from just loving this song so it's a f- fantastic, again, my favorite of the fight. Cool. All right, next we've got Philipso. a collaboration between Glenn and Woody Phillips, who I assume is a family member. So I uh, I didn't know that when I listened to it the first time. I didn't know who Philipso was, and right away I could tell this track was done by somebody who knows how to record guitars. Because, you know, there's got this combination of a panned acoustic guitar in one ear, and the electric guitar hard panned in the other ear. It just leaps out of the headphones into my ears, and I'm like, I'm gonna like this. Yeah. And right away I could tell I was gonna like it. And and then Glennie's like, uh, you know, his multi-tracked, grungy, growly vocals are on this one. Like, I'm not used to Glennie singing like that, and I really like it. Um, yeah, I I liked it. I don't think I don't think the you know the the aggro layered vocals re- really kind of matched the backing music in the beginning, but it, it kind of didn't matter. It, it was good anyway. Yeah. Mm. Um, Oh my god, and just like the guitar sounds were lush in this. Like at one point there's like this twangy telecaster in one ear, and then there's some really sweet slide guitar playing in another ear. It just sounds great. Really well done, really polished. Yeah. Songs like that get my vote every time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh let's see, it's a good chorus. Uh, for this one, but I, I think one of the notes in the backing vocals is off. It's either that or 
or maybe it's a correct note that I I would have omitted if, if I were doing the backing vocals. You know, is it like, a little it, bit dissonant? Yeah, yeah. And again, it, it might be part of a more intricate chord uh, that he's using. But yeah, I think that it, again, if if it were me, I would just leave that that one part of the the chord out. Uh, it just sounds a little little off, a little weird. Um, but again, it's just just my thing. It didn't prevent me from enjoying the song. The, the guitar work, oh man, so great. The slide so guitar, um, that that guitar interlude is just fantastic. You know that. Oh yeah, it's like a bridge part, right? Yeah, yeah, just just amazing. And uh, you know, whenever I hear a, a Glennie song, I feel like I should go out and buy a Gibson. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> like maybe I can sound that good. If I get a Gibson, uh, but I know that's, that that isn't the case. It's just his, you know, his uh, superior uh, talent and his uh, dude his has style. some chops and technique. He's great, great guitarist, great, great uh, musician, great songwriter. So yeah, yeah, and he's all fun. over song fight. Yeah, yeah, he must be like unemployed or uh, taking PCP these days or something <laughs> like that. He, is just... he has a day job. He works at Tesla. He is way too prolific right now. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. But, uh, but it's awesome. Like, it's a good time to be Glenny. Definitely. Definitely. He's making a lot of good songs in a row. I mean, it's it's like, I keep keep it up. You know, whatever you're doing. Yeah, if that PCP is working, do it. <laughs> do it more. And just keep on making this great, great output. So, All right. So next up, we have Pig Farmer Jr. I can feel your energy. I'm big. I can feel your presence as I struggle to wait. I can feel you holding me as And I, uh, I know how you were going on about Johnny Cashpoint really not changing and growing in his in his sort of song fight career. And I feel a little bit the same about Pig Farmer. I mean, this will be his 60th submission, and he's still looking for that first legitimate win. And I say legitimate because I don't count Pray for Texas. Uh, um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, this is some, this is pretty good. It's, you know, well-performed, live-recorded G&G, and he's pretty good at this. And, you know, he's, he's got his craft down pretty well, but he's, he's going to have to up his game, if I think, if he wants to get that first win. You know, like drums, backing vocals, you know, better lyrics, just more yeah. fully-formed songs. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I I don't mind this as much as Johnny Cashpoint because I mean he's obviously talented you know he's the he's got legit guitar work and he's singing instead of just doing this sneering talk singing that you know I'm not, not going to spend this review of Pig Farmer complaining about Johnny Cashpoint but yeah but I, I get it I I'm also getting a little tired of the G and G from him um, but uh, this is I think a better than average. Uh, song from him both in lyrics and in his singing you know there's a, there's occasions when his voice can sometimes be really reedy and bland and maybe a little nasal or something like that but here it's it's uh, a, a, a lot better you know he's definitely got a little bit of the um, the vibrato going and he's got a, a softer kind of a tone to his voice and that's fine still you know let's get let's get a little bit more instrumentation in there let's uh let's make it sound like there was a little more effort it's a fine fine enough song it's a fine enough g and g song uh but g and g songs have a hard road to hoe to to get it if if they want to win yeah not everybody's yeah. elliot smith yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is not not one of my favorite of the fight but i'm still gonna vote for it so yeah cool all right, uh, next we've got Third Cat. It's time to let go of all of my fear. So what I noted about this song is the lyrics are they're relatively sparse and there's a bunch of repetition, 
but they work in this song. Like, it sort of reminds me that you don't need to write complicated lyrics with dense rhyming structures that tell a story. Sometimes you can just sort of paint a picture or evoke a feeling. It doesn't need to be like a lyrical essay. And I feel like he did a great job at this too. There's this sort of pretty, spacey, melancholy sort of feel to the music. It's really well done. The bass does some interesting stuff in the first chorus too, before that synth lead comes in in the final chorus and really punches stuff up as the song closes out. Really well done. Gets my vote. Not even a question about it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I really like the song. Uh, I really like the choices uh, of, you know, there's some unusual elements that he that's put into the song, and um, and I, I like his choices that way. He it seems like he was going for a Jordan Seavers type song, and and of course I'm a big fan of Jordan Seavers, so yeah. But but I mean it's like his own style of that kind of, you know, judicious. Uh, selection of sounds and placement and everything like that. I just, yeah, I just really like the song. It's a good, good song. Vote, vote for me, definitely. Yeah. Cool. All right, and last on our list, we have travels with Brindle. So, Ryan, did you know that Tim Kaine, Hillary uh, Clinton's running mate in 2016, plays harmonica and is really into The Replacements? I did not know that. I did not know this either until I watched one of Travels with Brindle's videos on YouTube where she's busking on the street with her ukulele playing I Will Dare with this fake handmade album cover of The Replacements' Please to Meet Me, like in her uh, tip jar. Uh, instead of saying please to meet me though it says I want to busk with Tim and um, in the video there's this voiceover while she's playing that implores Tim Kaine to come and busk with her to support Hillary Clinton uh, and I went from oh my god this is a, another manic pixie ukulele girl to oh my god she is one of my people like in a, just a <laughs> head snapping minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, uh, Travels with Brindle is relatively new to Songfight. This is her first song, uh, but she's not new to online music stuff. So she's been doing these 100 Day of X projects where people do something creative for 100 days in a row. And in her case, she's recording videos every day of her playing the ukulele and singing. And she, as she mentions in the song, Thin Air is number 96 in the series. And spoiler alert, she made it all the way to 100. She's also part of the Reddit community r slash song a week, which is like song fight, but without voting and winners and losers. And instead of titles, you're given vague themes like homemade instruments or distortion or repetition or swing it. Anyway, there are submissions, there are submission threads on Reddit every week. Each one has about 100 to 150 comments, so it's pretty active. Um, and in terms of the song, it's it's not really my cup of tea, but I like it for what it was. She can sing and play ukulele at the same time, which is, and you know, she can get through a whole song without like going, fuck, I fucked up, which is, you know, something <laughs> I struggle with. And, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. She's got some unrequited, like, personal life, like lyrics, like for lo unrequited love, and she's putting it out there, which is kind of brave. So she gets a vote for me, even though uh, this is not really my thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, my my notes were. This song is four minutes long. And it's just these same four chords for the first two minutes. <laughs> How can you get away with that? Then end the song with a plug for your YouTube channel. And I'm not going <laughs> to stop. Playing these same four chords. Hit subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
This is an ad for my YouTube channel. Um, I'm not stopping. <laughs> oh my god, I hope there's not four more minutes of this. <laughs> These four chords, it's it's our life now. It's our <laughs> life now, Chumpy. <laughs> I'm the best at golf. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But anyhow, yeah, I, I, it's actually... It's a it's a beautiful voice, uh, good lyrics. Uh, it it sounds almost like she literally phoned it in though, and it's because it's the the audio off of YouTube. Um, I didn't so. realize there was a plug for YouTube at the end. I didn't get that far. Oh 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 okay. Well, I I thought I was. I, I, I mean, it is I, four minutes long, dude. Yeah yeah yeah. It is. I I thought I was going to lose my shit after a while because. <laughs> It was the same goddamn four chords in the same order for literally the first two whole minutes. And I, I mean, like, like Roadrunner uh, only has two chords, but, but at least it hits that Roadrunner once, Roadrunner twice thing in like 90 seconds. Um, and then uh, her song ends with a plug to subscribe to her YouTube channel. Right, because it and is I was like, nope. It yeah. is exactly uh, what appears on her YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But beautiful voice, and uh, this song has decent lyrics, so she she actually gets my vote. <laughs> not my thing. What? It's not something that I'm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this the, the my my homage to her earlier was was just for fun and everything. <laughs> and I am annoyed that you know it took so long to get to any different part. You know, just the same four chords over and over and over again, like some you know mantra kind of uh, just on and on and on and on. But but the lyrics were good, and she's got a great voice, and, uh, and I want to support that, so I'm going to vote for her. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We both had different reasons for voting for her. You know, anyone who <laughs> likes the replacements, I'm going to vote for <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, everybody's got a back door now. <laughs> that has to be real. I have to believe it. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, so that that's all of the songs. Do we do we have anything else to talk about before before the end here? Uh, send all of your hate mail to feedback at two jerks one vote dot com. Look mm -hmm. forward to hearing from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are are we going to do a, a recap with who we're voting for, or who we're not voting for? Oh uh, yeah, this... yeah. Let's okay. do that. So let's see. Uh, Berkeley social scene. They got a vote from me. Yeah, me too. Like one of my favorite Berkeley social scene tracks in recent memory. Yeah, yeah. Wish, wish the chorus was better, but the verses were so, so good. The, the, yeah, the verses were great, and uh, and I'm definitely voting for them. Cool. Uh, Bob and the Boggle. So like, he missed a vote from me because I feel like it, you know, it just wasn't fleshed out enough. More like an exercise rather than a full song. But uh, yeah. I know he got a vote from you. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, I get why, why he might miss a vote from from you, but he got a vote from me. Yeah. Gasm. We were both like, yeah. Yes. I would really Absolutely. love to hear a chorus that didn't have the whoa oh backing vocals. <laughs> like just just mix it up some to small town mic, please. <laughs> there there's a, a, a song uh by uh some people that we know that, that said our our songs sound the same every week. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he goes with what he what he knows and what he's yeah. good at. And, and I, it I sounds great. I mean vocals. you can't complain yeah. too much about it. Yeah, and we're and you know even even this like kind of comment is yeah despite both of us voting for him so yeah <laughs> right so. uh let's see JMDTT with Colin Cunningham yeah yeah I I voted for it yeah. yeah I did too even though it was kind of emo yeah emo ethereal but it was nice choices you know all right Johnny Cashpoint and Marcus Kellis I think we both gave a resounding thumbs down to. I, I not so much a thumbs down. I mean, I really seriously appreciate the art that he has, and I, I wouldn't want to compromise that by voting for him. So right. yeah, I think he's he's on a mission to uh, to prevent anybody from enjoying an entire song fight. So so yeah. <laughs> All right, next Paco del Stinko. Uh, yeah, we were both like, this is great. Yes. Oh my gosh. Probably so like good. yeah. One. I would. It's hard to say if it's going to be my absolute favorite this fight, but it's really up there. Yeah. Just just the the style that he brought to it. You know the the mood and he 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 just did a great job. Yeah. He yeah. can really do that sort of monster movie theme song thing. <laughs> yeah. He also did that in in what was the other one? The uh, uh, praying mantis. I oh remember. yeah. Yeah. Really, she really won for job. it. 
It was yeah. really great. Deserved it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Philipso. We were both blown away by the guitar. Absolutely. Yeah. Good song. Good singing. Great, great guitar work. So definitely a vote from me. Uh, let's see. Pig Farmer missed a vote from me. I just want to see something different from him. But uh, yeah. I mean, this is some of his best work in that style, though. Yeah. And that's why I'm voting for him. So, you know, he's uh, his voice, I think, is better than usual. And uh, and the lyrics were nice. So I voted for it. Cool. Uh, third Cat, we both liked. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. Again, good choices. Good. Uh, unusual elements. I liked it. Cool. And Travels with Brindle, like uh, we both voted for it for widely different reasons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I so you voted for more than usual for you. Yeah. And yeah. I just I liked a lot of stuff in this in this fight. Also, it was like only 10 uh, people uh, submitting 10 or maybe was it 11, 10? I think it was 10 people total. So, you know, last time it was 15. So, is you know, the percentages were different. But, um, but yeah, you you voted for, what, seven or eight of them? Maybe yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's it. Thanks to everybody who participated. That's always the main thing. Whether you get votes or not. Uh, you get a participation medal. It's not. You get a song out of it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And you get and you get us commenting on your song. You, you know, bringing up the pettiest idiot nonsense <laughs> to criticize as if it were uh, a war crime. So yeah. Uh, so you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it for for this time around. Uh, catch you on the flip flop for the um, tearing down history. Tearing down history. Are we gonna do a song for that? I don't know, man. I know I'm going to be busy this week, so unless we come up with something freaking like today, uh, then we're we're probably going to have to wait again. Uh, I think we should we'll do a see. song about Nazis. Hmm. Yeah, because political stuff goes over real well. Real well. I don't know. All right, we'll, I can hear we'll the theme music outro playing now. But yeah, we'll, we'll catch you on the Poopity Flop for Tearing Down History. Uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, my name is Travels with Brindle. Same four chords, every song. So hope you enjoy it. We're out. <laughs> Bye-bye.